we've got a prayer request from Brother Clement. Uh, his dad just suffered a stroke, but we will commit the matter to the Almighty God. Amen. Shall we bow our heads? Gracious Heavenly Father, we want to thank you this evening. Dear God, we realize whenever we've got requests, we can approach your throne of mercy. Because, Lord, you said through your lips when you were here on earth that what is impossible with men is possible with you. And, dear God, what is impossible with doctors, it is possible with you. You are the Lord that healeth thee of all of our diseases. That is why we believe that there is still balm in Gilead. And that is why this evening we can approach you with the request of our brother whose dad has just suffered a stroke. And dear God, we know as the great physician, once you touch a mortal body, a mortal body does receive healing, dear God. And Lord, at this point in time, we send prayer his way and say, may you be gracious to him, dear God. He's a gallant soldier, stood so many, many years in the battle, believed this message for many, many years. And dear God, we know that he knows that you are the great healer, dear God. And Lord, as we commit the reading of the word tonight, May you be gracious, dear God. We depend upon your inspiration. Here are the believers. May you be gracious to them. Some, they came with various needs. They may not have verbalized their needs, but you know their needs. Because even things that are not spoken in your presence, they are known. Every request here this evening, it is known, dear God. And that is why I ask you, Dear God, to minister to their needs and meet every need that they may have in the building. We know, dear God, the Chetty family has traveled down to Durban. They've requested the traveling mercy. May you be gracious to them as well. Dear God, we commit every man and woman here to you for your glory in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly as we turn to... The book of Romans, Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, from verse 14, 1, 4. Found, you can say, Amen. says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, But he have received the spirit of adoption, whereby you cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit 
that we are the children of God. It's not something that you just profess. The spirit has to bear record with your spirit that you are his child. Without this spirit, there is no guarantee that you are his child. The spirit itself beareth witness, okay, verse 17. And if children then has Heirs of God and join heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also that we 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 may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. If if something is to be revealed, it means it's hidden. So already in you there is a glory that is yet to be revealed, but it is hidden in you tonight. We are not waiting for the glory. The glory is already in you. Waiting to be revealed. Revealed, it means to be manifested, to be made visible. Amen. Brother Ron says, whatever you need for the journey, it's already in you. Verse 19. For the earnest expectation of the Creator waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity. Not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Amen. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which we have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wait the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, what doth he yet hope for? For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. 
But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it? Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Amen. Do you agree with that statement? Amen. Amen. As you take your seats. Amen. Just as I indicated, the Chetty family have traveled to Devon. They are back on Friday. Amen. I just want to take a couple of minutes and speak on the the manifestation of the sons. Amen. Amen. When it says the manifestation of the sons, it means the daughters are included as well. Amen. Do you believe that? Amen. It's the manifestations of the sons. That's what I would want to speak on Uh, This evening, the Bible says we have not received the spirit of fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption. Hallelujah. In a nutshell, I would want to speak about the adoption of the sons and daughters of God. Amen. Uh, It's only when you come into the message where certain things become very clear uh, to the eye and as well as to the ear uh, because Jesus says to Nicodemus, you must be born again. Amen. He he must be, uh, it means it's not optional. You must be born again. That's, That's compulsory. That's what Jesus told to Nicodemus. He said, you must born again. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. Uh, how many believe that it is very compulsory to be born again? Amen. Amen. That's what he told him. And he says, because you were once born naturally, you've got to be reborn spiritually. That's what uh, we have called in the end time. We call it to be born again. Amen. Amen. Now, being born again, it means a lot of things to a lot of people, but it means one thing scripturally, uh, because something can mean something spiritual, scripturally, but mean a lot of things to many people. Uh, I would imagine, I think I was around about nine, eight, somewhere, eight years old, I staggered into a Pentecostal church and a minister uh, preached very hard that people must be born again and after he invited everybody to come to the fall everybody that wanted to be born again and we raised our hands, came to the fall were prayed for 
and we declared that we were born again. Amen. Just by raising a hand, that's what born again means in that group. But later I realized that it absolutely meant nothing. Hallelujah. There is, there is so many elements that are involved in being born again because why I say it never meant anything is because although it was declared that we were born again, but the water element was not there. Hallelujah. What kind of birth that is without the breaking of the water? And I realized that, okay, the blood, they may claim that by professing to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the blood element was there. But the spirit element was certainly not there because no one followed it up that once you have received, uh, uh, identified or accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then the next thing is that you must receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So those elements were not there. So the, the birth, what brings life, it is water, blood, and spirit. Are you with me? That is why you have to be baptized. And the Bible says, by being baptized, it's not about washing the dirt of the body. It is about asking for a new conscience from the Lord Jesus Christ. And furthermore, it symbolizes the death and his resurrection. That's why we don't baptize three times once, because he died once and rose once. Are we together? Now, then after we came into the message and heard the message, most of us, and we're told that you must be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we were baptized, some of us, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But again, being baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, it is not the guarantee that you are filled with the Holy Ghost. You can be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and still be without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Brother Bram says, actually, baptism identifies your fellowship with fellow brethren. Are you with me? But furthermore, there is something that is required above, above being baptized. If baptism was enough, I would imagine Brother Philip would know there is many people that were being baptized. Uh, some, they stuck, stick around, they grow in the faith. Some, you baptize them within six months, they are gone. And you cannot blame anybody. It has to do with what was revealed to that individual. Are you still with me? Uh, I'm saying you've got to be baptized. But furthermore, you've got to go further and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, And that is the promise. I will give you, he said he will give us the Holy Ghost, which is the gift to us to them, which is the gift to their children, and to the many that are far off that the Lord God shall call, which included you and me. Now, later we find out that, again, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it is not the final stage as well. There is still another stage that you need to walk further. Because the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it confirms that you have been born again. But being born again, it does not mean that you are adopted. Am I speaking to message readers here? What 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 do we mean? And we'll give you an example. When for 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 one to be a mafagaza, 
Firstly, he cannot claim in the street that I'm a mafagaza. It does not mean anything. What will make him, and he cannot join the mafagaza family. Because he that joins, when, 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 when it gets tougher, he's got to unjoin. Are you with me? You cannot join the body of Christ. You've got to be born into the body, and you are baptized into the body by the Spirit. Are you with me? I'm giving an example with Mafagaza. Now, after, for one to be a Mafagaza, one must be born into the Mafagaza family. And once a child is born and they, they give that child, the last, sin, the last name of that child is a Mafagaza. That child has no power. I say that child, although he's born in the Mafagaza family, he does not have power. Furthermore, he does not have responsibility. He's just born into the family. He's got to be raised in the family. He's got to be observed in the family. He's got to be advised in the family. He's got to be guided in the family. And based on his progression, then it determines the responsibility that the Mafagaza will give upon the child. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Or uh, as soon as your child is born in the family, do you give them the car keys? Hallelujah. Do you just sign off everything and say, if I die, you take this house? Why? You observe how they progress. And and there are people, I'm going to get into the quotations. Somebody can be a member of the family and not deserve to be in the will. Hallelujah. You know, parents, there is a certain child. She's your child. He's your child. But you know that this one, if we were to give, including the will that when I die, the house belongs to him. A week after your funeral, the house is up for sale. Are we together? And the reason you don't include that child into the will is not because you hate the child. It's not because you think less of the child. But it's because their behavior does not warrant to be given responsibility. There are people that are born again. But God sees that their behavior does not warrant them to be given a responsibility. Not every believer is given the power. Power without character is satanic. Am I talking to message believers tonight? So it has to be observed. There is a certain behavior that has got to be ticked off. And the father must say, uh, and I'll give you an example as we go along. Are we together? Brother Branham says in this message, he says, God has adopted us. This is in the message adoption. God has adopted us unto the sons. We are sons by birth. Hallelujah. And we are daughters by birth. Adopted. Then after, after you are born, then you've got to be adopted. And after you are adopted, you've got to be positionally placed by the Holy Spirit. Yes. So there is the birth, there is the adoption, and there is the placing by the Spirit. I, I hope we are together here. I hope you get, you know, Brother Roman says, God is perfected in three. 
There is what? Justification, sanctification, and baptism of the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? There is uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. There is the body, the spirit, and the soul. God is perfected in three. Are you with me? There is the first pool, the second pool, and the third pool. You, you can run it, but God is perfected in three. Are we together? Even you, you are perfected in three. You must be justified. You must be sanctified. You must receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? But therefore, you, we are sons by birth. I want to emphasize this one. We are not sons by association. You know there are people, especially those that would that are, for some reason they've got a propensity to avoid school and love to hang around with people that have gone to school and look to look like they are educated. We've got such. If, if you hang out around engineers, you are not an engineer. You cannot be an engineer by association. You become an engineer by qualification. And furthermore, by experience. Are we together? And similarly, you cannot be a child of God by association. It does mean that if you are born into the message family, automatically you become a child of God. God has got no grandchildren. And the greatest tragedy that we have seen in the message cycles and the people that have brought a reproach to the message are the people, are young ones that were born in the message. I will repeat that. You cannot say amen. Somebody that comes out from the streets and comes in and accepts the message and repent, they become very appreciative of the message. But the ones that are in, that way, when they were young, uh, we used to the spoken way to create a fan for them when they were sleeping in church. Those ones, some of them are very problematic. Even the, the manner, the, the standard of dressing that has dropped in message cycle has been, it, if you go and check, you find children of ministers. You find children that were born into message families. And people that are bringing shame to the message, most of them have got message names. Yes, there is message. Uh, I mean, if you become Billy Paul, we know that where you come from. Uh, uh, there are certain names, and I'm not saying the Billy Pauls are problematic. I'm just giving an example. Sharon Rose is a message name. Uh, hallelujah. We've got so many names that you can... Marion is a message name. If you find a brother and he says he's Marion, you just know definitely he comes from a message background. Are, we, are you with me? Uh, if you find a brother called Elisha, there's a message name. If you find a brother called Elijah, is a message name. Uh, are you here, young people? But I'm saying, as much as you are born in the message, in the message family, you must be born again as well. Amen. Why? Because... You don't become a, a child of God by association. You become a child of God by birth. Amen. Why we say that you can never be adopted unless you are born. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. You can never be placed unless you are adopted. You, you cannot bypass the stages here. Are you with me? Now, he says in the very message, adoption... He says, 
there's been a dispensation of the Mosaic law, uh, which is the Old Testament, many of you would know. There was a dispensation of John the Baptist when he announced the first coming of the Messiah. There was a dispensation of Christ when he was the son of man walking around on the shores of Galilee. There was a dispensation of church organization. There was a dispensation of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now is the dispensation of adoption. You must know where you are. Brother Bram says many people, actually when in this quotation he says, uh, God is a dispensationalist. What do we mean when we say God is a dispensationalist? Is because if he becomes a father to some, he may become a son to some. He may become the Holy Spirit to some. So he cannot be everything to you at one time. He is the son of men to some. He is the son of God to some. He is the son of David to some. But you've got to be able to place it dispensationally. Are you with me? Now you say we've had dispensation, the Mosaic law. We've had the John Baptist dispensation, the dispensation of Christ, the dispensation of the church organization, the dispensation of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But now is the dispensation of adoption. What the world is waiting and groaning. When the fullness of time comes, when the fullness or the dispensation of the fullness of time, what is the fullness of time? When the dead rises, when sickness is sick, ceases, when all the earth ceases to grow, the fullness of time, and you and I, we are right on the verge of that. Amen. Are you still with me? Now, when he preached this message, hear ye, hear ye him. There's something that he said right at the beginning of the message. He says now, before he introduced the text, he says, you know, it's been taking notes. Therefore, we read the scriptures. We tend to St. Matthew's Gospel, the 17th chapter. We'll read, while we are reading, I would like to say that tomorrow afternoon, listen to him attentively, tomorrow afternoon, the prayer cards, we are going to try to give out just all the prayer cards that we can possibly give out tomorrow afternoon and try to bring everybody that wants to come through the prayer line, them through. We don't, we can't get all discernment, but we can at least lay hands on the people and pray for them. So you come tomorrow afternoon for the service, that will listen to him. That will be, that will be our last service in this campaign. And perhaps in the last of the, and the last of this kind of services you will ever see in your life. Why is he, did you hear him correctly? He says tomorrow we are giving out all the prayer cards and we are going to call everybody to pray for them. He says we will not do discernment on everybody, but we will do discernment. But he says that tomorrow's service may be the very kind of service that you will ever see in this life. What is he speaking about? He says later, he slots out a statement. He says the ministry is changing to something that will be greater. What is it? People were coming there 
expecting hands to be laid upon them. People were coming there expecting the discernment. But the prophet says, this may be the very last service that you will see that is in that manner in your lifetime. He says, now the ministry is changing to something greater. Now, because people don't understand the dispensation, today people want to turn us back to something that was smaller. The, this is not the era of discernment. Hallelujah. I will repeat it. This is not the era of discernment. And when I say discernment, contextualize what I'm talking about. I'm not saying the weight will not discern the people. The weight will discern the people. But it will not be an era where I say this brother is Brother Grace, is from Congo, brother your son. No, 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 no. That is not the era for that. If that happens, it's an impersonation. I'll repeat. If that happens, it's an impersonation. But why? Because the ministry has changed to something greater. What is it? What, what could be greater than laying of hands? What could be greater than discernment? And the question would be, what brought the universe into existence? The power of the spoken way. And that means when he was saying, now we are turning to something greater, it was now a season for the spoken way. Why? He was now trying to provoke the Gentile faith. If you remember the centurion said, you are not worthy to come to my house. You are not worthy to come and lay hands upon my servant. But I know that if you speak the way, something will happen. And brother say, we are now turning into that era where the word has got to be spoken and the word has got to materialize. But for the word to happen, you've got to be adopted. Ah, with me. Now in the, the same message, he says, hear ye him. Paragraph 20. Because he had introduced this subject, hear ye him. And I hope tonight we'll hear him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you believe that we live during a time of many voices? Yes. But there is only one voice that he sent in the end time. And on the basis of that voice, I say, hear ye him. He says, hear ye him. That is a weight of salvation to everyone that will believe it. That will pass the sinner from death unto life, if he will believe it. That will take a man seeking the Holy Ghost and give him the Holy Spirit. That will take a cancer-ridden patient that our beloved doctors have turned down and says must die. It will raise him back to a perfect normal well men again or a woman. It will open blinded eyes. That has never seen daylight. It will unstop the deaf ears. It will deliver from the insane institution. It's all powerful if you will receive it as God's word. Are you with me? Now, coming to what we spoke about, Brother Ram says, in the olden days, the father, once the son is born in the family, the father would look around and get what they would call a tutor. And a tutor would not be somebody that is uh, uh, susceptible to bribes. It's not somebody that will come to the father and give a false report. It is somebody trusted. It is somebody honest. It is somebody tested. It is somebody that will give a reliable feedback to the father. 
So once the tutor, Bram say, that this father tried around and find the very best tutor that he could find for his child. Now, that was his son. He didn't want some renegade trying to raise his child. That is why in the end time, throughout the seven church ages, the reason we say it was the dispensation of the Son of God, it was the, it was the dispensation of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost was the tutor, tutoring the church throughout the seven church ages. Are you with me? Giving report back to the Father in terms of how the church was doing. That is why a church of God cannot be led by politics. The church of God cannot be led by seminary. The church of God cannot be led by psychology. The church of God cannot be led by education. The church of God is led by the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? Now he says, now that was his son. He didn't want some renegade trying to raise his child. He wanted a man that would be honest. He wanted a man not would try to get a feather in his head to tell the father, oh, the child is doing well when he's not. This tutor that we have, everyone that is born again, you've got a tutor appointed for your life. And this tutor will never give a false report. If you're not doing well, he's not going to mislead the father and tell the father that you are doing well. Hallelujah. He will give an honest report. And the tutor has got to be with the son wherever the son goes. He has got to observe how the son is conducting himself in different scenarios. And be able to give back a report back to the father. Because why? There is a danger if the father can grant the power to the son without the son being tested, the son can do so much damage. Oh, hallelujah. Imagine if you had the power of the spoken weight. As soon as we were born again and came into the message, many of you, because of road rage, some of the motorists will not be surviving. Yes, yes, hallelujah. Uh, we, we don't just say the power of the spoken way. There's got to be character behind the spoken way. Because without character, you can cause a maximum damage. Oh, you're looking at me uh, uh, strangely. You have had moments where people really made you upset. I'm not talking when you were in the world. I'm talking while you were in the message. There were people that really got onto your name. And you looked and said, hey, hallelujah. Imagine right there, you just said one way. Goodness, a poor person would have been turned into molecules and atoms. Yes, there are people that you wanted to speak out of existence. You, I'm not talking about anyone, I'm talking about you sitting there on your chair. And until you turn around and say, goodness, only if I was God. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, but look, at the, look at the character of God. Despite how we make him angry, the sun still rises. If you were in charge of the sun, if we made you angry, it was not going to come up. Am I telling the truth? There will be a queue begging you, we need a sun today. Amen. 
Now, do you see why God waits until he develops your character? The, and in the end time, we have seen through the prophet messenger, William Brenham, he had the power of the spoken way. But when they made him angry in church, a young boy and a young woman kissing each other, and the God said, you can speak the way. He said, I forgive you. What's happening? There was character behind the power of that spoken way. But if it was a lot of us, most of preachers today, goodness, two corpses would have left church that, in that service. Amen. He wanted a man. He wanted a man that would be honest and bring him the right kind of a report and see how this child was being raised. So he searched out and found the very best tutor he could find and that was, that was, a, that, and that was a type of what God was doing. Now listen, brethren sitting here. If that boy was a good boy, there came a certain day till there was a ceremony held for that boy. That boy was taken out into the public square and was put on a certain and put on a certain royal robe. And they performed, their father did, performed the performance of adoption. He adopted his, son, his own son that had been born. He was born, but he was not adopted. He was born, but there was no ceremony. But yet, he was still the son by birth. There were certain powers that he could not exercise as long as he was just born. He had to be adopted. And it says, now, when you receive the Holy Ghost, that's one thing, you are born. That's why Brother Brahm says, what is the new birth? He says, it is the personal revelation of Jesus Christ to you, revealed to you by the Holy Ghost. Then that brings a new birth. Then that's what we call somebody that is born again. But after you are born again, you've got to be put through a process. A process where your character is being tested. Are you still with me? It says, now, but now for the ceremony of adoption, then he adopted this son into his family and they had a ceremony. And if they write checks, anything that the boy did was just good. His name was just as good as the, on the check as his father's after that adoption. He was a heir. After the adoption. He was a heir, not before adoption, after adoption. Are you still with me? I hope we are together here. Let us look at the Lord Jesus Christ. He was born a son of God. He was baptized at River Jordan. And the Holy Ghost came out of heaven in the form of a dove and spoke and said, This is my son in whom I'm pleased to dwell in. But brother, let me say, the baptism at River Jordan was not the adoption. But on Mount Transfiguration, 
Matthew 17, when he took John, Peter, and James and went after the sixth day and went up the mountain. Or after the sixth day, listen to the God's mathematics. Not after the fourth day, not after the fifth day, but after the sixth day. What is happening? That means it was on the seventh day. And what is happening? You and I, in which day are we living in? In which age are we living in? Are you still with me? Oh, are you, are you with me? Let's read the scripture. Matthew 17, brother. Is it found? Verse 1. Now, after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother. And Brother Brum says it was charity, hope, and faith. And bringeth them up into a high mountain apart. What was happening here? It's a mountaintop experience. And was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with them. Remember, Moses represented, Brother says, Moses represented the resurrected saints. He says, Elijah represented the raptured saints. And he says, right there, the cycle of life was fully represented. Are you with me? Amen. Then answered Peter and said, Jesus, said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee and one for Moses and one for Elias. Brahman says that's what people do after the supernatural has been made known amongst them. He said, then people want to go the carnal way. Yeah. He says, right here, after the supernatural was made known, Peter thought carnally. While he spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. What was happening here? The father was adopting the son. That the father was saying, if you want to respect me, respect the son. He said, if you want to listen to me, listen to the son. Are you still with me? Imagine if you've got a son, you're working maybe in business with a son that you do not trust. And then later, and employees would know that you don't trust your son. You know how they will figure it out. Because one moment the son will say, do something, and they will come to the father and say, your son said, we must do one to the, maybe he says, uh, write something to somebody, and now they come to the father and say, your son said we must write a check to a certain person, and now the father will say, I did not give him authorization. Now, later, when the same son tries to do something, the people will say, we're going to find out from the father. Why? Because the father has shown that he does not trust the son. 
But imagine if once the son say, write a check to so and so, and the employee goes to the father and say, your son said I must write a check to so and so. And the father say, do exactly what my son said you must do. And they come again and say, hear ye him. That means the father say, don't come to me anymore. Whatever you need, go to my son. Glory to God. Whatever I have, my son has. My way, his way is my way. Are you still with me? And what, what do we mean in the end time? As much as this was said to Jesus, this must be said by, over every true and daughter of God in the end time. God must say, this is my son. This is my daughter. Not because of my birth, but because I have observed. The tutor has given me a feedback. And the tutor has told me, this is an honest son. This is an honest daughter. Therefore, hear ye him. What does it mean? It means the son does not need to go and consult with the father and say, shall I do it? What is happening? The mind of the father is now in the son. Are you you with me, people? The son knows that if I do it like this, it will please the father. Because why? He's not just a son. He's a tested son. No wonder when we come into the message, a lot of time we have baptized a lot of people as soon as they are baptized. They think that because now we sing hallelujah, amazing grace, everything is going to go fine. And a lot of times they find out that things that were going fine, they start going wrong. I say things that were going right, they start going wrong. Until they wonder that why, since I got baptized, things are beginning to go wrong. Let me tell you something. It's because before the baptism, you were not in a battle. And therefore, before you were born, you can never be tested unless you are born. And God is now trying to test you before the adoption. And that's why there's going to be trial after trial, trial after trial. Are you with me? I know brothers and sisters that have gone through trial. As soon as they identify with this message, in their family, there was no peace anymore. And you can turn around and say, but if I accept the Lord Jesus Christ, things must go the right way. But Jesus said, I did not come to bring peace. I've come to bring a division. When some of this division is to test your mettle as a believer, will you stand? Will you be trusted? You can never trust something that has never been tested. How do we say you are a strong believer when you have never been tested? And let me tell you, you will never choose your trial. Uh, if, I, if we were to choose, I mean, if you if students would choose their test from the teacher, they will choose a very easy thing. You will never choose your trial. Your trial were designed by you. And a lot of times, you can even be put on a trial that no one has ever experienced. And sometimes I say, the, level, the trial that you are subjected to, they reveal the level of confidence that God has got in you. Because what? The greater the trial, the greater the confidence. Are you with me? Amen. Amen. Now, then in the, on, on Mount Transfiguration, the voice said, This is my son, hear ye him. And the same way that Jesus came, the church needs to come the same way. Are you still together? Amen. Now, 
did we agree that it was on the seventh day? Because the scripture says, after six days, then he took Peter, John, and James to the mountain. Meaning it was on the seventh day. And we are on the seventh church age. Amen. And you and I, we are living during a time where time has elapsed. And Brother Brenham says, 6,000 years later, he puts a very limited time. He calls it the bright age. The bright age does not happen in the Laodicean church age. It is beyond Laodicea. It is a bridge to eternity. Amen. Now it says, well, paragraph 55, that's where the church needs to be tonight. This is after he said, the signature of the son on the check is the same as the father's. Brother Brenham says, that's exactly where the church needs to be tonight. Now, there's a, there's, you know, people love debating about the weight. Some say, when will be the time of adoption? Some say, after the rapture is the time of adoption. Some say, now. But the question would be, when? According to the message of the hour. And I, I, I would want in just five minutes to answer that question if you will bear with me. Amen. Brother Brenham says in this message that I would want to read in the message adoption, paragraph 80. Amen. You know, I guess you know that you are redeemed now, but your natural body is not redeemed. Hallelujah. And there we can slaughter. We speak in terms of the potentials. This body still gets sick. This body still lasts after the things of the world. This body has got to be kept in check at all times. This beast has got a very wild nature. But what controls this beast is because God has put the immortal spirit in every believer that subject to this body to that spirit. Go and read it in the message, who is this Melchizedek? Now, adoption. He says, go right back to Genesis, to the original. What was it? Now, the world and nature is groaning, crying, everything is moving. What? For the manifestation of the sons of God. When true sons, when true sons, born sons, filled sons, speak and their weight is backed. Did we check that one? For the manifestation of the sons of God, when true sons, born sons, for them to be true, they are born. And after they are born, filled sons, they are filled with the Holy Ghost. And speak, and their weight is backed up. Do you see that? He says, I believe we are living on the border of it right now. Yes, sir. Say to this mountain, let it, let it, say to this mountain, let it be so. Brother, 
Do you hear the way he say we are reading there? Brother, I desire so and so a certain thing done. I am a believer in Jesus Christ. I give it to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There is a manifestation. Do you see? There is the manifestation. Oh, brother, my crops are burning up yonder. I haven't had any rain. Therefore, you are not going to need rain in the millennium. You need rain now. Glory to God. Don't push the promises of God too forward. Make them to apply now. Don't know what I did, brothers, here. All right. Amen. Are we still together? You can just do it on this mic here so that I can wrap up. Amen. Now, he says, Oh, brother, my crops are burning out yonder. I haven't had any rain. He says, I will send you a rain in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Is it not God now sending the rain? It is now a brother. It is now a sister. That say, brother, you need a rain. I'm going to send a rain on your farm. This, we are not talking about the future. Brother Brenham, when he spoke about this in the 50s, he said we are right on the border of it right now. He says, There shall come this rain. Oh, waiting, groaning, all nature waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. God ordained it at the beginning. He gave man the domain. He gave Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ gave it in his name with this assurance. Ask the Father anything in my name, I will do it. Brother Palmer, waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God, the position, the church. What's happening? We are not in that season where it is just the season of the sermons and just the song. But what is happening, what has been preached about, has got to come and be made manifest. And how does it become manifest? I'm not talking about a brother in Germany. I'm not talking about a brother from somewhere. I'm talking about you sitting in your chair. This is the hour where you've got to have the power of God. And you speak things into existence. And they materialize. Why? Because you are born again. Not only born again, you are filled with his spirit. Not only filled with the spirit, but you are adopted. And you are placed by the spirit of God in the body. And therefore, if these things happen, then you can go. Not to God. He doesn't say to God. To your brother. Brother, I need rain. Who, who reigns it? It's God himself. But today, you say, you go to your brother and say, I need rain. And your brother say, my brother, you need rain. I am going to give you rain in the name of Jesus Christ because what was in the Father was now in Christ. What was in Christ is now in the believer. It's not the believer speaking. It's God through the believer. Are you here, people? 
then you can exercise authority. You can speak knowing that things will happen. Bear with me. I need to finish with this quotation. And the message speaks to this mountain. Paragraph 62. He says, speaks to this mountain, paragraph 62. He says, I believe that the church of the living God is moving into a sphere now that's going to shake the whole world. You know, I I used to read this, but in recent times, Brother Bram says, before the real Messiah came, there was a lot of impersonation. Hello? I mean, remember that. Before the real Messiah came, there was a lot of impersonation. He says, before God does something genuinely, the devil brings a lot of impersonation. Now you've got, uh, I saw a man in Zimbabwe, Prophet Makandiwa, he had a man that had a balloon, a woman that had a balloon, that had a very big stomach, and they brought this woman in the front to be prayed for, and somebody secretly behind the woman was busy deflating the balloon, looking like that woman, the prayer of that man was making the woman slimmer. This is the nonsense that we see. You know, the story that did the rounds of a man that they hired a house, put a man into the box, into the coffin, took the coffin to the church, and they staged a resurrection. They prayed for the man, and the man has now since gone into hiding. Even his employer is looking for him. Now, hear me. Why are these things happening now? Why? Look. If, if, if a, a fake pastor can even dare the laws of the land and hire a, co- a, a, a house and put a coffin and put a man in a coffin and drive on the streets of the country, he's daring without paperwork. He's daring the laws of the country. But what makes them to be this bold is because, and you, because you don't understand the times and the seasons. You, you think that it is just because it has become a meme generation, everything is funny. Now, they find it funny. Hear me out here. The devil knows that there is a church that is about to, to rise, that is about to do exactly what these false prophets are doing. And Satan is using these fake miracles to numb the spiritual senses of the people. But we that we were forewarned about Janice and Jamres, we know that now it is a time where the church must rise like an invincible army. If there is a man who is a... Brother Bram say, if you see a fake dollar, there must be a genuine somewhere. If you see a fake miracle, there must be a genuine miracle somewhere. If somebody walks out of the wheelchair and it's a fake miracle, my instinct tells me this is a time where the church must lift up their heads and say the days of redemption are near. Glory to God. This is what the prophet says. I believe that the church of the living God is moving into a sphere now that's going to shake the whole world. And I want to say to Satan, despite the mockery that he causes around divine healing, we are not going to stop praying for the sick. 
We still believe that I'm the Lord of thy God that healeth thee of all thy diseases. That's the scripture. That's the word of God. Despite the impersonation and the mockery that is out there, God is still in the healing business. Now, that's the first time. It's been since the days of Jesus of Nazareth to a human being. Ask anything that you will and it shall be given unto you. Anything you desire. Folks, not anything the church desire, not anything that the pastor desire, anything that you desire. My question is, a lot of times, some business people have stolen some of the biblical principles that they still use it in their business to advance their own agenda while the children are looking at the food and refusing to eat. In business, I've heard the other time a certain man was speaking about the power of visualization. And he says, as a human being, whatever you desire, you need to write it down. They call it a visual board. And he says, when you meditate about that and you have written it down, he says you are summoning the entire universe to bring what you have written on your visual board to come to pass. But you are coming to church every time. When we say, take out your Bible and write whatever you need, some of us, they look at us and say, what's happening now? And these are our principles. This is supposed to, we are the ones that must tell the world that, look, this is how it works. Are, are you with me? I think Brother Wade has given me many, many times a testimony of how he wrote and God performed it. And tonight, you need to go and say, this is what, if you need salvation of your own daughters or your own sons, don't just pray about it. Put it, because write the vision down. Even though it may tarry, but it shall never fail. And at the end, it shall speak for itself. Why must it be written down? It's a commitment. You are committing the power, the supernatural power, to make it to come to pass. I we're living during an interesting time. Yomboro says he has gone to heaven. Brother Branham has been to heaven many times. You, you, you guys don't understand. The world is trying to impersonate you. But because you, you, when something happens, you look at it in isolation that ah, it's happening there. There is a reason why the devil is doing that. If the devil does something that is a faith, turn around. There is something genuine that God is doing somewhere. Amen. Amen. He says, Ask anything that you will, and it shall be given unto you anything you desire. Not anything that the economy can afford. Not anything that the parents can have, than anything that you desire. Don't you see the words of Jesus Christ being fulfilled? It's going to come to pass pretty soon. I'm looking for it to happen in this meeting. This was in 1959. I'm waiting, I'm wanting it to happen now. That anointing 
will strike the whole church of the living God. Folks, it's not going to be somewhere in some island. It will strike this whole church. The whole church of the living God. She will rise to her feet like a mighty marching army. What happens when she rises as a, like a mighty marching army? The sick will be healed by laying of hands. Did you read that one? Did you read that one? Not by discernment. By the word. Hallelujah. The blind will see. The deaf will hear. They, I was preaching in a certain place that some years back and I was quite surprised when we came to the end and asked for everybody that would want to be baptized to come to the fore. Uh, a certain young girl who was deaf came to the fore and said, I want to be baptized. And I asked, was there any sign language interpreter? There was not even a sign language interpreter. And I, it boggled my mind. I said, how did she know that she must be baptized? I realized that the body may be deaf, but the theophany is never deaf. Amen. The blind will see. The deaf will hear. The dead will be raised up. Folks, the resurrection was not only for Jesus. The resurrection was not only for Lazarus. The resurrection was not only for the baby of the Mexican woman. The resurrection still applies to every believer tonight. The church, the church can raise the dead. Oh, I like to say it especially when there is fake resurrection. The church can genuinely... And when I say raise the church, I'm not talking about somebody that is semi-conscious and brought to the church. I'm talking about somebody certified to date by a medical practitioner. Once the church of God can call the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God can reverse the process. I say God can reverse the process. And I'm not going to preach about things that are coming. I'm not going to speak about things that have happened. I want to know things that are happening now. Folks, the world must never be make you ashamed to believe in divine healing. Brother, let me say, you can never be a Christian without believing in divine healing. And the world, this false, this proliferation of false prophets, I saw another one that brought, I mean, people are so gullible. That is why when people reject the message, they will feed off from the dustbins. He had a prayer line, and there came a very pretty girl, young girl, and he claimed that by kissing her, he's administering a divine healing. And I was watching, I was watching. Then the pretty girl left. Then there was an old woman behind the pretty girl. The kissing did not apply. He says, this one, I will sit on her. I said, this is, the, this is a cheap magician. If you leave this message, you're going to follow cheap things. Amen. He says, the blind will see. The deaf will hear. The dead will be raised. And the power of God will shake the whole world 
with the church of the living God. And he says, we are in the process of it. Not therefore, now. I believe it's soon coming to pass. I believe it will just be exactly that. I believe it's going to strike the church of God soon. It's going to start a revival that will shake the world. I believe it. And tonight, I believe it is unfolding right now. That every man and woman in the building, if they really wholeheartedly believe and hear him, it is bound to bring results in your life. And you will begin to see the exploits will be happen in your life and will testify. We are waiting for the time when the news flash says a man has been resurrected. It's a fake miracle. Then we can say, come, there is a genuine one here. And we're not just saying genuine. This is Dr. So-and-so and especially so-and-so. They were operating this person. He died. Here's the death certificate. What, what shall you say in the world? Brother Bum says, the critic's mouth shall be shut. And we are in that season where the critic... Look, everybody is criticizing the church. The gospel of Jesus Christ is becoming a mockery. And but God can never leave himself without a witness. We are about to witness a showdown. Remember, your prophet, your prophet says, the world is in Sodom. Unbeliever. He says, Janus and Jambres will rise. Make believer, which is what you are saying. And he said, at that hour, then the revelation of this son of man will happen. And we are waiting for the people that are in the arena of the revelation of this son of man. For their faith muscle to be developed. And the great exploits may happen among them. And the world and the critics' mouth will be shut. God can never fail. God can never fail. God bless you, Rishi. As we stand to our feet. We serve a miracle working God. How many believe that we serve a miracle working God? You need a miracle, God is still in the business of miracles, genuine ones, until they become so paradoxical and you wonder and say, what happened? Is God keeping his word? We serve a miracle waking God. We serve a miracle waking God.
under such a ministry. Father God Almighty, as there is so much confusion and so much need out there in the world, we can sit under such a ministry. Lord, surely the days of Elijah are back here. Almighty God, where the secrets of God are being revealed and the sons of God are being made manifest. Father God Almighty, we want to thank you for the word that has gone forth. Oh Lord Jesus Christ, how we even learn from the prophet showing exactly what the message of this day is about. Yes. When he spoke to that angry bull and he spoke even unto the hornets and placed them in their positions. Yes. And Lord, the creature, Lord Jesus Christ, hearkened unto the word of man. Father God Almighty, we want to thank you for the word that has gone forth tonight. Oh Lord Jesus Christ, we need that Mount Carmel experience. Exactly. Father God Almighty, when the prophets of Baal are doing their own thing, yet Lord Jesus Christ, the prophet of God was there. Mm. Almighty God, and at the end time, Lord Jesus Christ, he placed the word in his position, mm. and there was a manifestation of the power of the Almighty God. And tonight, we have partaken of the same. Father God Almighty, how we just pray, have mercy upon us, Lord Jesus Christ, where we fail you, Lord Jesus, have mercy upon us, that we can rise to this occasion, we can rise to that position, where we can put the devil in this position and manifest the word of God in this end time. Lord, we want to thank you for the word that has gone forth and 
how we commit our pastor into your holy hands. Yes. Just thanking you, Almighty God, that you anoint him each and every time. Let Lord Jesus so Christ, God. that when we come into this house, we hear from glory. We hear from our theophanies. We hear yes. from the throne of God himself. Father God Almighty, may you continue to anoint him. Lord Jesus Christ, that this church will continue to move in this direction. Yes. We bless your holy name tonight. Let we praise so you, Lord Jesus. We worship you, Lord Jesus Christ. And we invite your Holy Spirit in this church. Lord, may your Holy Spirit be with each and every one of us, Lord. Bless us, Almighty God, tonight. Lead us and guide us as we depart from this place to go to our various homes. Lord, and protect us until we meet again. May your love abide. We pray and ask for all these blessings in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly. Amen. God bless you richly. Until we see you, I'll be in Nelspreet on Sunday. Uh, uh, we are, we've got a program of helping the church to that site, but you'll be blessed on Sunday. Amen. God bless you richly. Uh, give us a song till we see you. Amen. Thank you, Father. I believe that. Sweet rest. Heal your people.
time with music. Thank you Lord Jesus. 